Good evening. You're on OttawaDesigners.com. We're here this evening with Jim Woods, who has a great name for what we're going to be discussing, which is Grow Up Green Walls, the company that does live walls. Can you tell us about these living walls, Jim? How are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, green walls, uh, there's something that's that's really coming into uh, its own here in North America. Uh, Europe's been ahead of us for quite some time. Um, with living walls, green walls. They go by several monikers. But um, as we explore biophilia here more in the United States and Canada, um, it's really gaining traction, not only on the indoor deployments, but we can do them outdoors as well. Um, Absolutely. So bring, there's, there's a lot of different uh, sciences and, and studies back back green walls and plants in general. So it's very exciting times. Big time. And that's what I love is the fact that these green walls can really revolutionize your air quality in your own home. They also bring life to your home. And people believe that they're high maintenance, but they can actually be really low maintenance, have their own irrigation systems, mm -hmm. things like that. So how did you get into selling green walls? Tell us the well, background. You know, it's, it's really a, a funny story. So I, I was in banking for 15 years and, and finance. And um, my wife is an interior designer who is, is actually one of, a, one, of, one of our main clients as far as interior designers, architects, that field. And um, we lived in a, in a small town in Atlanta and, and we were trying to determine what would look good besides a mural or something like that on a wall there. Because, you know, in the, the political climate that we're currently in, you know, hotly, everybody's polarized, things like that. You know, what can we do that's not going to upset the general public? You know, murals are going to make people angry because they've either left somebody out or, you know, something like that. Um, we even had a mural there that had foxes that the foxes made people angry. I, I mean, who doesn't like foxes? But um, it, it, yeah. And so my wife was literally like, well, why don't you do a living wall, a green wall? And I was like, what is that? And she, you know, it's like here, Google image. And I saw it and um, so I just fell in love with them. And I said that the, these things are remarkable. I need to find out more. And, um, you know, reached out to a company that does them um, and uh, talked about it so much. It's got the project going. They actually offered me a job as, as oh, wow. a sales team. And so th that's it. I mean, just literally thought it would be great for my small town and ended up getting offered a position with the company to uh, go to market here in, you know, the U S. So uh, um, that was it kind of just that's a, fantastic. And that's how yeah. we connected is I love that exact concept is having green living walls. One is for a commercial space for a juice company that's doing natural juices where they use all natural products. So having this living wall is fantastic. Could you explain the differences between a moss wall and a living wall? Sure, it's pretty simple. So moss is not alive, literally. So moss is harvested in the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's sprayed with chemicals to preserve it. Um, and then it's colored to whatever color you want it to be. So either green, I mean, I've seen samples of day glow orange moss, things like that. Um, so it's then just kind of glued on to uh, a backer board into different patterns and that's where you get your moss wall. Um, live walls, green walls, they're living plants, living organisms that you do have to maintain water supply light to and whatnot. So the, the biggest attraction between the two is moss walls have no maintenance. Once they're up, they're just up. 
um, yeah. where living walls, you do have to maintain them, trim them, water them, you know, and give it a light source basically. Uh, and, uh, and make sure that one species doesn't grow more effectively over another depriving it of light. So that way everybody's happy and thrives. Absolutely. And what is the difference as far as the longevity of both of these? How long would your moss wall last versus how long does a typical living wall last? Moss walls will typically last about five to seven years. They just begin to dis disintegrate, to be quite honest with you. They start falling onto the ground and just wear out just from just it is what it is. It's just kind of the, the time that they have with us. Um, yeah. Living walls, on the other hand, um, our our system in, in particular, there's no reason five to seven years um, as far as, you know, plant life before you uh, need some kind of replacement or something like that, as long as the, the walls maintain. But replacing one plant versus the whole wall is um, a lot simpler. The whole moss wall has to go, our, you know, a plant, you just pop out, put another one in. Absolutely. So now as far as cost, what are we looking at in comparison moss wall versus living wall? And I know as far as a living wall, I guess we should explain to people that there's different ways. There's actual living walls and there's also panels that you could do. You can p uh, create a panel in a curve, a panel in a box, uh, almost a picture frame type of look. So what would say, you know, a four by six box type of living wall look like versus a four by six moss wall look like? Well, pricing is always broken down to uh, per square foot. Okay. So a moss wall, for example, um, you're looking at say $75 a square foot, um, just straight away and that's the extent of it. Um, the, the way the pricing works for us, um, as far as you know, living walls, it's broken down into several components, whether it's just the system itself. Do you want system yeah. and plants? Do you want yeah. system plants and installation? Um, yeah. Those those actually vary as well, depending on A, seasonality and B, where they're going. So, for example, right. the installation pricing in New York is very different than the installation pricing is, let's say, in Atlanta, because yeah. you've got prevailing wage in New York. That's not something you typically run into in Atlanta. So yeah. um, there's not really a one size fits all versus uh, with no. that on pricing, um, especially now with plants because um, plants are, are pretty scarce. Um, it's hard to get low light tropicals right now because of COVID, um, Texas with the with the bad uh, extra long cold weather that they don't normally get, did a lot yeah. of damage. Um, and uh, you've gotten the, the, the US is using a lot of the refrigerated trucks to actually move vaccine around the country. So uh, climate control trucks are hard to uh, access as well. So, so most of the, the plants are grown in South Florida and shipped throughout the country. And it's a lot more difficult to do that now um, when you don't have climate control trucks. So um, so the pricing components do move around a good bit now uh, where they used to be a lot more stable. Absolutely. And also, I can imagine that, say, if you're doing in an underground subway system, you need lighting, you need, um, you mm -hmm. know, your irrigation system. So based on where this is, do they receive natural light? Does it not receive natural light? That would play a role in the pricing as well. So could you explain? Well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Could you explain a living wall irrigation system so that clients will understand that if you choose to do a living wall that has its own irrigation system, it actually is 
rather low maintenance for that to work. Otherwise, explain the difference, please. Well, I, our irrigation system has um, a few different features that uh, make it uh, very different than our competitors. We can actually just do catch tanks um, where you could manually fill the, the bottom of it, irrigate it, the water would recycle, and then you would just refill the catch tank. So it's not, it doesn't need a dedicated water line um, or a site drain. Um, you can also run a dedicated water line with a timer or something like that if you want to automate it and run it that way. You could also um, have a, a gutter system with a site drain if you wanted to run the water off. So there's a, a variety of ways we can irrigate our system that uh, it makes us unmatched. So the homeowner can do it or it can be deployed in a commercial spot space. So um, the irrigation components um, allow us a lot of flexibility. And then when you look at it outside deployment, we can even attach a water hose to it, run it for an hour, detach the water hose and, uh, you know, put that hose away. Or we can attach it to uh, a zone in the sprinkler system and, you know, have a timer set for that particular zone. So there's a myriad of ways that we can do the irrigation components um, with our system um, that makes us the flexibility something that is unmatched. Excellent. And that's what I love. So now for these living walls, another great feature is having herbs, having some sort of a fruit or vegetable component. Mm. How can you explain how that can work? Well, well, vertical gardening is something that can be done in our system outdoors. Um, you, you could, you could grow small root vegetables, you know, you know, baby carrots, things like that. Any kind of leafy lettuce, that kind of stuff absolutely can be done. Herbs can also be done um, in, in an outdoor setting. Um, we get a lot of requests for indoor walls that have herbs and whatnot because they want to be harvested in restaurants. Um, the system is not designed to be harvested um, when it's deployed indoors because herbs require significantly more light than uh, your low light tropical plants that you typically specify. Okay. So we do um, do herbs and walls, but they're specifically for an aromatic effect, the lavenders, the rosemaries, yeah. you brush up against it, it releases those aromas into the air. So that's what it's for indoors, but it can be deployed um, and you can certainly uh, grow and harvest um, things in it. And we've seen clients actually do that when there's no real um, square footage on the ground that's available, they've taken a wall and, you know, and really uh, turned it into a, a vertical garden. It's excellent. So now um, one thing I also find really fun with living walls is the process of choosing your plants and how it's really kind of like paint by numbers with mm -hmm. plants. So uh, people don't understand this. So could you explain the process of somebody contacting you on the phone, them going through the purchasing of a living wall how long it will take from design to installation, build the whole process. Well, the, the plants are certainly a very interesting component right now uh, due to COVID, like I mentioned. That's true. Um, so it, we basically specify five to six different species. Um, and at this point, it's really more about what you can get your hands on. But in a normal non-COVID world, um, you know, we'll select, you know, X amount of these, X amount of these, X amount of these. Um, the client can uh, get involved and we can, we have a grid that uh, lays out their wall and they could certainly pick and choose where they want certain species to go um, uh, in that case. So they can certainly 
had have their hand in it as much as possible. It's not your something your wife that must want. love that. Your yeah. your wife must just adore it. No wonder she's the number one client because it's such a fun process to do that and you know figure the shadings and how they're gonna mm -hmm. flow into each other and you know how things smell and it's just really incredible. It really is. If there's gonna be a flower to it, if there's gonna be only foliage. So right. what are we looking at as far as um, the gamut of price ranges for um, a, a price range for plants, basically? Are we looking at what's your most expensive exotics that people could be thinking of? What types and what is your most common cost efficient way to start off the green wall? Well, we don't usually get into the pricing um, as far as we, when we price a wall out. We don't really differentiate the price of one versus another. We just order the plants and okay. um, it gets way too complicated. If you know, you, if you need 30 of these that are $12 a, a, a okay. piece and you've got, you need 15 of these are $20 a piece. So yeah. we just take an average and do it that way. Um, okay. because it, it, it's just because of the amount of plants a lot of times we're dealing with are in the thousands. And yep. if we, it's just better to take an average. Um, but most folks don't get too crazy as far as exotic stuff. We, we've okay. got a plant guide that kind of keeps them on track because okay. some plants do better than others in walls. Um, okay. Some plants are not happy in a vertical space. Some plants really thrive. So we've Which got Which are your recommendations of the best ones that thrive the most? There's probably about 15 of them that do oh, well, wow. really well. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go with Monstera, I mean, that thing will grow out six feet um, to the ceiling if you want, if you don't ever trim it. Obviously, Pothos is a winner. Um, so there's a myriad of, of those. That, and that's why we give such a, a, a large list um, on the website for people to, to choose from. But like I said, right now, that, that list is a little bit harder to um, yeah. make happen. So we kind of have to get what's available at this point. Absolutely. So now as far as the boxes that um, could be involved in shaping these walls, what are they made of? Um, do you partake in the creation of the walls themselves? Do you have somebody that does that or there's pre-made pre shapes for these boxes, things like that? How does that work? So we've got a, a few different products. Um, the one that uh, we, we've just rolled out in a partnership with OFS um, is our freedom units. And I'm waiting for mine to come or it would okay. be behind me and I would show it to ah, you. Um, nice. So that's why you're looking in a bare office is uh, okay. it's, it's, I'm waiting for everything to come or you would there would be a living wall behind me. Um, but the freedom unit is, is, a, is a one one piece metal um, powder coated black, white, or it can come in stainless steel that um, you fill up the bottom of the tank and it's literally you hang it like a picture frame. Yeah. Um, it's completely turnkey. You plug it in, you run the pump for an hour, you detach the, the power outlet, put it in a desk drawer. Literally, it's just a plant um, plant picture frame that's beautiful. Um, it's extremely popular. Um, and that's through our, our partnership with OFS. We do um, custom walls that do have just catch tanks only that are similar to what I just described, but we can get the millwork done and ship them as one unit. Um, it's just a custom order. Um, and so, yeah, they would ship as one unit as well. Um, okay. Or we can do larger ones where the framework is custom made and delivered separately and framed out after the wall is installed. 
Um, and that's typically more the true custom uh, component. Perfect. And now for Canada, US. So I happen to have clients in the US as well as obviously where I reside, Canada. How mm -hmm. does that work for if someone wants to contact you, they contact Green Nuts uh, Walls, then do you have different reps that you would put them in contact? Are they purchasing from you directly? How does the shipping work and the install? It depends. Um, as always, the answer it depends. Uh, really depends Let's on talk about Ontario. Ontario. So I can, we do have folks in Toronto uh, okay. that uh, resell our our, our walls. So uh, typically, that's who we we lean on the most um, is our folks there. Um, they do a fantastic job, and um, they they see a lot of business. Canada is a is a great market for us. Um, I, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of traction in Canada on a weekly basis. So we keep yes. them busy, um, and so we've also got a partner that's going to be coming to the Vancouver, British Columbia market here, hopefully in the next few months. Um, and so we'll, we'll have, the, we'll have the Canada covered at that point from the East coast to the West coast. Um, and so, uh, and we, we do now, it's just. How we <laughs> and I'll be selling them like crazy. Cause I love the product. I think it's fantastic. I think this is a really cool way to revolutionize apartments, condos, small mm -hmm. spaces, any home. I really feel that it's a fantastic feature to have and it's special. It's unique. It's something that even if you're purchasing the same plant as your neighbor, it's like a human, it's like an animal. It's going to be different for each space. So I love that. And yeah. I, I find that really, really cool. Also, the ability is to put them in such unique ways. So for the moss um, mm -hmm. in bathrooms, how does that withstand for humidity and things like that? It doesn't. I wouldn't recommend moss in a bathroom. Uh, I had okay. that question the other day. I would. Uh, humidity and moss are not friends. No. Perfect. Yeah. So then as far as a basement would uh, or a, a temperature change room. So say a room that would have access to variances in temperature. Would these both walls play an effect in them or should living walls be in a stable temperatured environment? Moss walls should be in a very stable uh, temperature environment with low humidity. Um, okay. to be quite honest with you. Now, living walls, they're, they're a little bit more flexible. So for example, okay. um, say we're doing an indoor wall somewhere in Canada and you know, it stays pretty cold there. So you're obviously going to be running, uh, the, the heat a lot more in the winter, so to speak. So yeah. how you mitigate that, like you're just going to irrigate the wall a little more often. So mm -hmm. if you, if you're in the summertime, you're running the irrigation, maybe eight, to, every eight to 10, every eight to 10 days you might run it every five days in the winter. Um, that's really how you mitigate the uh, additional um, heat that uh, you're seeing. Uh, Excellent. Because, I mean, it really dries out the air. I mean, just like it does to your skin, you know, yeah. the same thing it's doing to the plants. Absolutely. So do you ever intermix uh, fake plants within your live plants or do you stick to all live plants? You, you can. No, we have before. Um, if the client requests that, um that's okay. certainly something that that can be done not, not a problem. Um, i can't say that i've done that very often maybe uh -huh. once or twice ever um okay. in my career um because typically they, they really want the, the live want the living exactly yeah. absolutely so, but it can it can be done and, and the, the faux plants now they've gotten really good at making them so they're a lot harder to identify 
um, you know, than they, than they used to be. That's true. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to know more questions about these walls, if they're interested in purchasing these walls, plug your website, contact information, name, phone, the works. Yeah, I mean, well, the easiest way is call me at 770-833-7732, but you can also email me at jim at growup.green, um, or you can find our website um, and uh, contact us that way. So uh, either call me or email me, jim at growup.green. It keeps it simple. It's not hard to find me, um, and uh, I'll, I'll respond within a day or two, a maximum, usually a few hours, and... Uh, we'll start talking about green walls. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jim Wood. It was super, super, super fun listening to this and learning more about it. And again, it's Jim Woods on Grow Up Green Walls and feel free to give him a call. Contact us at uh, ottawadesigners.com or Urban Simplicity if you'd like to know more about living walls. And thanks again, Jim Woods. Thanks.